If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Happy Hunter's Guilty Day. <laughs> what's, that's today. Uh, what's up? It's uh, Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thank you so much for joining me and thanks for downloading this podcast. Um, yeah, today's the day. Today, the long-awaited Hunter Biden will walk into that court and he'll say uh, guilty twice or guilt. I get me. I don't know if he says guilty twice or if they read both the charges and then say, how do you plead to these charges? And he says guilty once. I would assume he'd only want to do it once. But either way, it's two charges of, of income tax evasion of not paying the taxes that he owed to the government because, well, when you make money illegally, you don't necessarily want to tell the government about it. They don't really like they don't go, hey, uh. Hey, uh, where'd you get all these millions of dollars from? Because you don't have any skills. You don't have any experience. You don't have any really marketable talent of any kind. And the only thing that you have going for yourself is that you're the president's son. Also, you're a crackhead <laughs> and you spend all your money on uh, on Russian prostitutes. Uh, you got kicked out of the Chateau Marmont and you took photos of all of it. And you uh, you kind of, you know, left a trace of it all on your laptop. And he goes, oh, yeah, that was criminal money, but uh, I didn't want to pay taxes on it. So. I didn't do, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I just evaded the whole situation. Well, now it's coming back to haunt him and he's going to, he's going to plead guilty. Uh, the interesting thing about today's guilty plea for Hunter Biden is, or guilty pleas for Hunter Biden is number one, the Democrats see this kind of as closing the book on Hunter Biden. They're going to take this and they've already started doing it. They're going out there and their message is, well, there you go. Hunter Biden's, oh, the trials of Hunter Biden are over. Hunter Biden has paid the price. He, 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 uh, you know, he, um, uh, he, he fessed up. He's pled guilty. And now we can close the book on Hunter Biden's criminal activities. Whereas the, which is the wrong thing. I mean, that's what you do when you want to try to push, uh, you know, an old man who's totally inadequate and inept and just basically, you know, the, um, just basically the skeletal remains of a human being. Uh, like Joe Biden, you want to push him over the the finish line for 2024 so you can't have his son going out there being a menace to society, being a drain on his campaign, which he is. Um, so they're going to they're going to try to close the book on it. But really, in reality, this is opening the book on a whole new set of potential crimes. And that's what the Republicans are doing. The Republicans are saying, whoa, 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 wait just a minute. This is not the end. This is the beginning. Now that we know Hunter Biden is pleading guilty to these two crimes, We've got a whole slew of other things we have to delve into, not to mention, you know, I mean, just to scratch the surface, these suspicious activity reports, all those shell companies, all those payments that have fluttered around the the banking stratosphere and the ethos of financial institutions in an effort to cleanse it, in an effort to hide where it came from and exactly where it was going and who got what. And that 10 percent that, of course, was shaved off for the big guy. This is just the beginning. So you're going to see as we move forward after Hunter Biden pleads guilty today that uh, that the Democrats are going to be kind of, oh, that was that was well, that was quite a, quite a ride. But now it's over. Let's get back to Donald Trump being a horrible person. And the Republicans are going to be in. OK, well, he's guilty of this. Clearly, he's guilty of other things. Let's continue to investigate. And that's uh hold on my chairs. I got to fix my chair. Hannah was sitting in my chair. And now it's all now it's all squishot. Uh That's where we are. That's where we are. Um, today. And again, look, if somebody's going to commit one crime, they're going to commit another crime. And usually, and this crime that Hunter Biden 
again, I'm no criminal attorney. I got waitlisted from law school. Um, still waiting, by the way, they still haven't called. Uh, but, uh, you know, from what I've learned and from what I've studied and from what I've heard, heard other people say, this is a crime, income tax evasion or not paying your taxes or failure to report your taxes in a timely manner or whatever you want to call it. This kind of crime is, in my experience, what I've learned, a it, it's not the kind of crime you just commit out of the blue. This is a crime that you commit to cover up other crimes, you know, not reporting your income taxes covers up the crime that helped you get that income in the first place. So this is a this is a red flag that there's other stuff to investigate. Um, again, the Democrats are going to try to brush that under the rug. The other thing that I would imagine is going to happen is that Donald Trump will be indicted soon, probably today. Because Hunter Biden, this always happens. Hunter Biden gets, uh, when Hunter Biden first got arrested and, or I'm sorry, when he first pled, when these charges first came down from, from, uh, from David Weiss and he, we found out he was going to plead guilty. The headlines lasted about a day before we found out Donald Trump was going to get indicted in Washington, DC by, by, or I'm sorry, in Miami by Jack Smith. Then Donald Trump got indicted. That story went away for a little while. Uh, Hunter Biden's now back in the in the press, and I believe that because today's the day that he's going to be guilty or he's going to plead guilty, today's the day that Donald Trump will either be indicted in Georgia uh, or more more likely in a federal court for Jack Smith's second indictment against Donald Trump regarding the January 6th committee. I mean, it only makes sense. You've got to wipe Hunter Biden off of the headlines. When the whistleblowers came out, you know, and, and we found that whistleblower document, we were all reading that 1023 document, which is what all the news is. I mean, you've got everybody today focused not on Donald Trump, not even on Ron DeSantis, but they're focused on Joe Biden. They're focused on Joe Biden continually saying, I didn't do, I didn't talk to my son about his business dealings. No, I never did. I never talked to my son about his business dealings. And now we found out not only did he talk to his son about his business dealings, but his son's business dealings were his business dealings. And Hunter Biden would call his dad, put him on speakerphone and say, hi, dad, you're on with uh, Burisma. Hi, dad, you're on with these people who are going to pay us millions of dollars. Hi, dad, you're on with, you know, uh, criminals and masterminds and corrupt politicians who are ready to wire us banking information. They just need to hear the sound of your voice. That's what that's what it, it was all their business. It wasn't just Hunter's business. It was the family business continues to be. And um and that's why I believe Donald Trump's in big, big trouble today or the next day, because the narrative needs to be pushed back onto him. Now, the other thing that's going on is that uh, that in Georgia, Donald Trump's indictment for I guess it is I guess they're looking at racketeering now, which is one of those weird charges that just to me, racketeering is just when you think somebody's guilty of something, but you're not really quite sure what it is. They just tell you it's uh, they just charge you with racketeering. And let me give you the let me give you the exact definition of racketeering. Um, so you'd racketeering dishonest and fraudulent business dealings. Okay. That's the Oxford English dictionary, uh, definition of racketeering, dishonest and fraudulent business dealings. So to me, a, well, number one, that's what Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have been doing, but B that to me is one of those weird things that you just throw out there when you're not really sure when you're not really sure what to charge somebody with. You just want to charge somebody with something, so we're just going to do dishonest business dealings. And um, and that's what Donald Trump, we believe, is facing in Georgia, along, as, uh, along with the election interference claims and this, that, and the other. Um, and that indictment could come down 
like we said, if not this week, probably next week. So Donald Trump's looking at, you know, a double duty when it comes to indictments, which would be the third and the fourth if you're keeping track. The other interesting thing is that in Georgia, uh, Governor Kemp is powerless to do anything to interfere. He can't, you know, because I've heard a lot of people say, well, if Donald Trump gets indicted in Miami, you know, uh, run, well, that's a federal court. But if uh, Donald Trump gets indicted in, in Georgia, the governor can just pardon him. And unfortunately, in Georgia, the governor can't pardon and it, the governor has no pardon power. Georgia is one of those really bizarre states. It's one of like, I think, five states where the, the governor can't pardon or grant clemency to anybody, any criminal uh, who's been found guilty. And they also have that weird 50 percent rule, which I hate, which is the reason why they have two Democrat senators instead of two Republican senators. Um, and we, you know, we don't hold the majority there. I mean, there's a lot of strange things with Georgia, but that's how states are. They have, they have individual rights to run their state as they choose, and that's how they choose to run it. And that's what our constitution guarantees. And because I'm a state's rights kind of guy, because I believe we are a, we are a, a united states of America, um, you know, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with them. I don't like it, but I'm not going to argue with them. Um, so we're watching all of those things today. Uh, yesterday, speaking of this election and speaking of Joe Biden, uh, RFK Jr. did a one hour, one hour town hall with Sean Hannity on Fox News. And they, they talked about a couple of interesting things. One of the things they talked about was Ukraine, because RFK, he's not a fan of Ukraine. You know, he's on the Tucker Carlson side of the issue. He doesn't think we should be pouring all this money to Ukraine. He doesn't think that we need to be spending all this money in Ukraine. He thinks he thinks that Ukraine was actually our fault and that we could have stopped Russia from invite, in, invading Ukraine and that many of our world leaders or when, many of our, um, you know, I guess you would say State Department officials pushed Russia into invading Ukraine, that we exacerbated the issue with Ukraine. And he mentioned the Minsk Accords and the Minsk uh, and Minsk II, where there was an agreement between Ukraine and Zelensky. He basically he basically slammed Zelensky and called him a comedian, which let's face it, that's all he is. Um, and then they got into the then they got into the vaccines and covid and and the treatments and the way that that there's been a government cover up and the media's covered it all up. And uh, they talked about ivermectin and they talked about um, monoclonal antibodies and they talked about hydroxychloroquine, which you may or may not remember was the very first thing. Hydroxychloroquine was the, the first thing that was the one. Man, everybody talked about hydroxychloroquine. It was going to be, it was the one thing that um, was going to help you get cured from COVID. It was going to keep you from getting COVID in the first place. And it was the first thing that doctors started talking about. Sheila, what's her name? Oh, I forget her name, but she was on the steps of the Capitol building. She was talking about hydroxychloroquine and she's the one that started getting banned from YouTube and from Facebook and everywhere else. She started talking about how when she worked with malaria patients in Africa, she took hydroxychloroquine every day and she never got malaria. She would give hydroxychloroquine to her patients and they got cleared up from malaria. The hydroxychloroquine was, was like air in all of these African nations where you know, malaria was running rampant and people were dying from malaria. And she said, I've worked in hospitals with malaria patients, COVID patients, hydroxychloroquine works. And nobody wanted to listen to her or believe her. Why? Well, because they were pushing their own vaccine. I mean, they knew the vaccine was cooking on the back burner. The vaccine was almost ready to go. The pharmaceutical companies knew they were going to make a bajillion dollars from the government. Joe Biden knew he was going to start mandating these vaccines and everyone was going to get filthy rich. Most importantly, Dr. Fauci, who was going to be telling you hydroxychloroquine is not the way to go. Why? It's cheap and available. Hydroxychloroquine was cheap and available. The Pfizer vaccine was unavailable and expensive. Well, I mean, it was free to you by the government, but the government paid for all of it. 
and the companies made and the pharma, uh, pharmaceutical companies made billions of dollars. I got um, when they started talking about hydroxychloroquine, I called a friend of mine who's a doctor and I said, hey, uh, doc, I don't I won't tell you his name because he may not. I don't know. He may not. I don't want him to lose his license or anything. Uh, but anyway, I called him up. I said, hey, what's up with this hydroxychloroquine stuff? He goes, oh, it's great. Do you need some? <laughs> and I thought to myself, by the way, it's always great to have a doctor friend who, when you whenever you ask him a question about some random drug, they just go, oh, do you need any? I'll call you get a prescription. But he goes, do you need some hydroxychloroquine? I can get you some. And I go, you know what? Maybe I should just have some handy because COVID was running rampant. You know, everyone was getting it. People were dying. The media was telling you this, that, and the other about it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? If you can call me in a prescription for hydroxychloroquine, that'd be great. So we did. And it did, there was no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I went to the CVS drive-thru. I said, I have a prescription. Last name's K. They looked at me. They said, 10 bucks, because it was, you know, covered by insurance or whatever. And I go, great, thanks. I gave him 10 bucks. I had my bottle of hydroxychloroquine. I put it in my bag, and I forgot all about it, because I didn't get COVID. Until one day, I got COVID, maybe like a year later. And a year later, I, got, I came to work, and I felt kind of nasty and gross. I had this really, I had a really horrible headache, and I was out front, and before I got to work, I laid in my car, and I put my seat back, and I was like, oh, I feel horrible. Oh, this is all, I have the worst headache ever. Oh, that was a, that was a reenactment. And I had, uh, back then we had to do COVID testing for work. We weren't allowed in the building, unless we were vaccinated, we weren't allowed in the building unless we did COVID tests every week, which made no sense to me because, well, we'll get to that later. Um, and so I had the COVID test with me and I took a COVID test and I was like, oh my God, I think I have COVID. So I called my wife. I go, I prepare yourself. I'm coming home. I have COVID. Do whatever you need to do. So she came, we made like the bedroom up and she you know, made it so I could be quarantined, whatever, because this was in the height of COVID. And I come home and my head's like, again, it just feels like it's going to crack open. That was that was my big first COVID symptom. And I felt like just horrible. And I lay down in bed and I remembered I had the hydrochlor uh, hydrochloroquine that I got from my doctor friend. So I grab my bag and I open it up and I pull out the bottle and I look at the bottle and it says, take four tablets every one hour until bottle is empty, okay? Take four tablets every one hour until bottle is empty. So my head's pounding and I'm starting to, my face is feeling like it's horrible and I start to get the chills and I just wanna to go to bed. So I open the, the bottle, I take four pills, put them in my mouth, swig them down, fall asleep, and I wake up like an hour, two hours, probably like two hours earlier, I wake up and I feel amazing. And I'm like, wow, my headache's gone. I have more energy back. I still feel like I've got some kind of like nastiness and some kind of thing in my chest. But I don't, I'm not like cured, but I feel great. And I go, whoa, I go, this hydrochloroquine stuff is amazing. And I grab the bottle to look at it again because I'm thinking it's been an hour. I should probably take four more pills. And then I realized that with my head pounding and my, you know, when I, when I first looked at the bottle, I must have misread it because it didn't say, take four pills every one hour. It said, take one pill every four hours. <laughs> so what? So basically what happened was I OD'd on hydroxychloroquine and it worked great. I felt amazing. I felt amazing. I was like, wow, this is, forget the one hour. I'm definitely quadrupling the dose. So I took four more and then uh, I took four more. After, I just started doing, I started to think, maybe I took two after that at a time, but um, I think it really helped. 
And after that, I remember thinking, God, I don't hear anything else about hydroxychloroquine. But anybody ever I ever told or ever got COVID or anyone called me and they said, oh, my God, I have COVID. Or Hannah would say, I'm, I'm not coming into work. I have COVID. I would say, call your doctor. Get hydroxychloroquine because in my oh and multi-dose like get hydroxychloroquine and then od on it because in my opinion that's what really works again i am not a doctor i'm not a medical professional i have no degree i'm not a scientist at all i'm not a nurse i'm not any of those things i have no i have no business at all giving out medical advice and i'm not giving out medical advice i'm just telling you what i did and what worked for me and it was misreading the label on the bottle of hydroxychloroquine cured me right up now i did also take ivermectin Ivermectin and I were not friends. Uh, RFK talked about Ivermectin and all these things with Sean Hannity. And he said, look, there were studies that prove that it worked out great. Here he is yesterday. So if they had admitted that hydroxychloroquine, which they knew from day one, that it worked against uh, against COVID, they well, could not they have killed their 88 Henry billion Ford Hospital, what? after the fact, came out and said that taken early, it mitigated symptoms. That's what I took out of that. And there were other studies that followed. Uh, look, by the way, why is Sean Hannity trying to why is Sean Hannity trying to downplay? I mean, I have an idea why Sean Hannity is trying to downplay the uh, effects of hydroxychloroquine. But he said, look, hydroxychloroquine, RFK saying hydroxychloroquine worked. It's a great drug. It worked. It uh, there were some if you had symptoms, it, it got rid of them and stuff like that. Sean Hennig goes, well, wait a minute. it worked to mitigate symptoms. That's what I heard. And I'm not saying that Sean Hannity's I'm not saying that he's compromised or anything, but I am pretty sure Pfizer spends a lot of money, spends a lot of money on Fox News. I'd have to double check that. I never saw one on ivermectin that showed it was effective. However, monoclonal antibodies seem to be a, a therapeutic that worked very well. But that was also experimental. Well, the thing is, you don't know about those studies because the press is not reporting them. But which I mean, again, is RFK Jr. He says things to me which make him sound like a right wing extreme. <laughs> he says these things that anyone, anyone listening to this program right now is thinking, well, you don't know about the studies because they didn't show you the studies. The media didn't report on the studies. The studies were suppressed, just like the Hunter Biden laptop. And Sean Hannity, why don't you know these things? You know that the media is in bed with the, the pharmaceutical companies. You know that all of these things that that are that are helpful to the United States of America, the, the Biden administration, and the FBI have told people not to report on. They had an agenda. The agenda was get big pharma to uh, help big government create a big vaccine and make big money and then get big media to push that narrative on the American people. And it worked like a charm. And not only was big media pushing this narrative on the American people, they were suppressing the narrative that there were other uh, drugs and other treatments out there like hydroxychloroquine, like ivermectin, that worked pretty well. You go to Merrill Nass's website, Dr. Merrill Nass, who's an, ag right. an expert in bioterrorism, or Harvey Ridge, who's one of the leading, world's leading epidemiologists at Yale, and they have lists of 199 studies that show that ivermectin is, is on average about 85% effective against, uh, against serious disease and death. And four, 400 studies that show the same about hydroxychloroquine. Well, yeah. I also took ivermectin. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Is like, I refuse to get any of these like vaccines and boosters and things like that, but I'll take any pill that the government tells me not to. <laughs> it's like, it's like if the government tells me to do something, I'm like, hell no. But if the government's like, whatever you do, don't take these pills. 
don't take this horse dewormer. Don't take hydroxychloroquine. We're going to ban anybody who tells you that it's good. I'm all about, I'll, I'll take four of them in one pop. Um, but another friend of mine, I got COVID and she wrote to me and she goes, do you need ivermectin? I can get you some. And I was like, is it like black market stuff? She's like, yeah, pretty much. So she dropped by, um, she brought it to my wife. She brought a little baggie. So it was like a drug deal. It was crazy. It was, uh, she brought this little baggie with these pills and she goes, take one every whatever, yada, yada. And I started taking the ivermectin and I hated it because for whatever reason, the ivermectin, this is my own, again, personal study. This is not anything scientific whatsoever. I'm not a doctor. There's no control group. We didn't go through any series of tests or whatnot. Um, but my own personal study was I took the ivermectin and I was on the toilet for a lot of, for a long period of time. And I didn't want to be, I wanted to be in bed. I want to be doing something else. I want to be watching and whatever I was watching on, you know, on, on Netflix at the time. Um, but no, but I was on the toilet a lot. And the way I understand it is ivermectin is a dewormer, not just for horses, but for people too. And so that's how that deworms you, <laughs> you know, it, it flushes all the crap literally out of your body. Um, but I didn't, I didn't like it. I'm a hydroxychloroquine guy, not necessarily an ivermectin guy. I'm not saying it doesn't work for people. It worked for Joe Rogan. I never had the monoclonal antibodies, wanted some of them, but the government stole them from Ron DeSantis before. That was the other thing. Monoclonal antibodies, Ron DeSantis rolled in and he said, we're going to get monoclonal antibodies because we believe that's an experimental treatment that will work and save the lives of Floridians. And he set up clinics all over the state and he started getting monoclonal antibodies and people would show up. They'd say, I got COVID. They'd be like, great, let me stick this needle in your arm for like 20 minutes. Then they'd leave two days later. They were perfectly fine. No COVID, no trace of COVID, no symptoms of COVID. They were back at work. They weren't dead. That's all you really want. When you have COVID, all you really want is somebody to do something for you that will keep you alive and get you back to work. Or maybe if you hate your job, not back to work, but back to whatever it is you like to do. And that's what Ron DeSantis did. Well, Joe Biden hated it. Joe, Joe Biden hated that Ron DeSantis had found out that monoclonal antibodies were great and that they, he was using them in these clinics all over Florida and he was saving the lives of uh, conservatives. He couldn't have that. So Joe Biden said, uh, we're going to do this nationally. We're going to take all the monoclonal antibodies. And he shut down the supply to Florida. And again, the clinics didn't pop up nationally. You know, you didn't see monoclonal antibodies popping up all over the country. You didn't see people raving about those anymore. You just saw people talking about vaccines and boosters because that's what the government wanted you to talk about, vaccines and boosters. And now here comes RFK, again, a Democrat, arguing with Sean Hannity, a conservative, about uh, about the government's role and what works and what doesn't work and what studies were found to be true and what studies were found not to be true and why you didn't see these studies. And more and more, he's sounding to me to be more like a moderate conservative than a moderate liberal. And that spells doom for Joe Biden and his administration because they're still out there pushing Dr. Fauci as some kind of hero. And they're pushing all of these, these government-controlled, government-funded, government-purchased, government-backed, vaccines, boosters, and other, um, you know, Paxlovid, all these other things, all these other, uh, all these other treatments that they had a hand in creating and rest assured are, are profiting from instead of these other treatments that have been around for a while proved to be just as effective, but are dirt cheap and not putting money in anyone's pocket. Anyway, RFK is going to be around for a lot longer, and this guy's making a, a splash. Uh, I, later on today, I want to I want to play you on the Mark K show some clips of Tucker Carlson talking to Ice Cube because they had another really interesting conversation about vaccines and vaccine mandates and whatnot. Plus, it's whatever you want Wednesday today, so whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about. Um, that happens at noon Eastern, eleven Central. 
on the Mark K Show, on all of our k Radio Network radio stations, and of course, our streaming outlets. Thank you guys so much for downloading this podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed or followed, do that now. Hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, hit the I like this podcast and I want to hear it all the time button. I don't know if that's an actual button, but if I had like a podcast network, that's what I would, I would, I know it's lengthy, but that's what I would label it. I, I would label it, I want this podcast. I want more of this podcast. It's amazing. That's the button I would hit. Anyway, you know, you know what it says. Uh, do that so you can continue to get all this information every single day so that you can follow along, so that you can know what they're saying about you because they're talking about you behind your back, what they're planning for your life because they're planning your life. You got to get involved. You got to say, uh-uh, this is my life, buddy, uh, and I'm going to live it the way I want to. And don't even try, don't even try to, to come up here. Don't step on me with that, with that crap, because I'm going to fight back. In fact, we're all going to fight back. And that's how we all are going to save the republic.